would you agree with me if I asked you, if I told you, that there is something about sports. Sports can be a lot of fun, right? Sports can do a lot of things. Sports can unite people. Sports can separate people. Sports can just do a lot of good things. It can teach discipline. It can build community. It can do all those kind of things we, we, we want for our kids that when we sign them up for sports that we want them to be a part of. Something else about sports is kind of strange. Sports has the way of just bringing out, exposing the superstitious nature of people. You know what I mean, right? It's the... It's the practice shirt that hasn't been cleaned in three years, or any other garment, for that matter. It's the, it's the pregame ritual that's just odd to anybody else looking on, but if I don't get that done, then I won't have good... Yeah. It, it's those weird kind of things that, from player to player, sport to sport, it's just something that we, that's just... It's there. Maybe we think that having this, this continuity of a single event or a single piece of whatever that just kind of does something for us. It, it gets us going and it helps us focus on what needs to be done so that we can have good luck. I want to talk about a, um, you want to call it a pregame warm-up? Sure, that's fine. The writer of the creation account, it's obvious as you read those words, he believed that God had the ability to do what it says God did. The writer believed that God had the ability to, one, just to make this thing called earth. And that God had the ability, through his spirit, which was hovering over this formless void, if you can think what that would be like. The words that we use, that we use, that we have, uh, give us the sense of chaos. If you can have in your mind what chaos would look like with a formless void, good luck. But the writer believed that God could take whatever that was and create the beauty of the earth out of it through His Spirit. A few thousand years later, this guy named Mark wrote a letter. This letter had some different purposes for it, but he wrote a letter. And this guy, Mark, believed that that same Spirit, the same way it kind of took this, this formless void, this chaos, and everything that you just can't imagine, and took out of that, made out of that, beauty of the earth, Mark believed that God could still do the same thing. Because Mark tells us that there was a man who, whose name was John. That's our favorite verse, right? John 1, 6, right? 1, 6. There was a man sent from God. His name was very good. But Mark believed that that same spirit could do the same thing. Because John came from where? The desert. He lived in the desert. The desert has the same kind of images of desolation, 
same kind of images of voidness. But Mark believed that God's Spirit could take something out of the desert and make something good out of that too. John the Baptist. John's baptism. So good that even Jesus got in on the baptism. Mark believed that. Now I wonder how many of us here today believe God can still do the same thing? You see, it was the same spirit that hovered over this formless void. It was the same spirit that descended upon Jesus at his baptism. The same spirit doing all that work. It was the same spirit that when you were baptized was present with you. It's the same spirit that when we pray as a church together for the spirit to fill us, the same spirit that is here today. You think about that. You don't have to show hands, or you can if you want. It doesn't, you know, we're not taking score or anything, but let's just see. Raise your hearts, I guess, if you believe. If you believe God can still do that, if God can still take mess and make beauty, if God can still take ashes and make beauty, if God can still take everything bad and make everything good, if God can still take dirt and make blessings, if you believe God can do that, you raise your hearts, you raise your hands, whatever you want to do. Okay? Okay. Now, only, only those of you who raised your hands or said whatever or rate whatever, only you can answer this next question, okay? Have you ever worried about any situation you were in? Then I'll let that marinate on you for a while. Something happens to us. We have that belief and we have that conviction that I, I know God can do that. I know God can do whatever he wants. I know God can make joy out of sorrow. I know God can do that. But something happens in the church quite often where, where, where we can't seem to go from that belief into that actually knowing and being secure and not having to worry about all that nonsense. I wonder if sometimes we forget what we believe. Y'all with me? I wonder if we forget what we say we believe. That God can do all those things. That God can still, what they say, make a way when there is no way. Something happens. And whatever happens, I don't think it's from God. Sure. Now, for some of us, I know we have that fire inside and we have that passion inside that we, we want to serve God and we want to follow God's will and we want to be who God wants us to be and we want to do what God wants us to do. That, that, that's, that's, I can see it in your, I can hear it in your conversations. I can see it in the things you do. And, and I, I know that. I know there are those of us, <coughs> excuse me, I know there are those in the church, but that, that's what they have inside of them. Praise God for that. 
And I also know that the church is filled with people who that can be the farthest thing from their mind. Sounds good. And, that, and you know, we can, we can try to point fingers, and yeah, you can do that, but let me tell you, that's very easy to fall into. See, we can get ready to come to church this morning, you know, and, you know, we'll do the stuff. But have we gotten ready for God? You've always been told, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but, you know, somebody told me once, yeah, you know what, John, that's true. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you can sure tell him how good it is. And friends, if, 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 if you're just getting ready for church, let me tell you how good this is. Huh? You see, God, when, when, when he saw what he created, the writer doesn't say, God saw what he created, uh, but he got busy and decided he finished later. Didn't say, God saw what he created, but he really wasn't satisfied. Didn't say, God saw what he created, but he, he was tired and he had to go take a nap. Didn't say God saw what he created, but he thought, mm, I can do better than that. Didn't say God saw what he created, but he really wasn't content with it. You know what it says? You know what it says. God saw what he created, and it was good. Every time. I don't care if it's the first time, the hundredth time, the millionth time over. Every time. You ask for that spirit to reign in your life. What God does is good. It's us that get in the way. Yeah, I'd like to do a little more of that praying business, but. Yeah, you know, I'd like to help out, but. I'd like to be more, but. God saw what he created in you. It was good, friends. It was real good. Don't you ever forget that. But for some reason, we say we believe that. I believe that. But then something happens from that belief until actually living that belief every day. When we were kids, we get invited to you know, pool parties or somebody's friends that had a pool. That was a big deal in our neighborhood. But one thing we're always told, you can't go into water after you eat for how long? 30 minutes. Now, I don't know about you good people, people good like you, but that 30 minutes, that was a time when kids like me got in trouble. Because <laughs> I'm ready to get back in, mind my business, do it, but I can't because it hadn't been 30 minutes yet. So I'm sitting around the edge, you know, you're kind of like playing, and, you, you know, anybody watching, you'll jump in, you look, is it time yet? Or you just wander off and do your own thing, and that's when the trouble starts. I don't know what we wait for in the church sometimes. I don't know what it is we, we think is going to be better about ourselves tomorrow or the next day or a year from now. That we think, you know, when I get to this point, then I'll say, all right, God, I need you to do whatever you need to do now. I don't know why we think we need to wait. I don't know what good we think waiting will do for ourselves. Hmm? The time is now. Right now. Every time. God's funny this way. God is patient, 
Love is patient. And God is love, so that means that God is patient. And God is very patient with us. So patient that, you know what? Not wanting to intrude on us. He'll just sit back and watch us fall. Hmm? He'll just sit back and watch us kind of just be confused. He'll just sit back and... Here we go again with these guys. He'll just sit back and he's waiting for that one moment. And you and I say, "Uh uh-uh. I'm not having this. God, I need you now. And as soon as you and I be at that point every day it's all good not because I believe it is not because um, some people else somebody else said whatever but because God said he saw what he created it was good it's been 30 minutes it's been long enough it's time to start Pilling around. I learned that from you. Pilling around. It's time to it's time to get serious about our relationship with God. 